Welcome to The Future Built Smarter, a podcast in which IMEG engineers discuss innovative and trend-setting building and infrastructure design with architects, owners, and others in the AEC industry. I'm your host, Joe Payne, and with me again today is Mike Lawless, IMEG's Director of Innovation. Mike, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Great to be here. Today's episode examines an innovative and integrated application of reality capture technologies that IMIG has created to vastly improve site lighting and security site assessments for buildings and campuses. Joining us on the show to explain this innovation are three IMEG leaders, Eric Vallejo, Director of Reality Capture and Geospatial Solutions, Ryan Searles, Security Consulting Group Leader, and Shauna Olson, Leader of IMEG's Architectural Lighting Team. Shauna, when we talk about reality capture, we're talking about collecting data, and you've conducted numerous site assessments to gather exterior lighting data from the field using traditional methods. Tell us a little bit about that. The traditional methodology for lighting site assessments is a little old school, if you will. Think um, large format printed sheets and red pens. So the methodology has been to go out on site, obviously after dark, to go out and about every five feet or so, get down on the ground with a light meter, click the light meter, wait for all the material to pop up. And then you take your, again, large format site plan and you have to figure out mm, approximately where you are and scratch the information down. You're also looking at other things, making observations and noting this and taking photos all at the same time. And you do this, it gets later and later into the evening. And finally, the next day, you go back and you take all those things, your observations, all the luminance meter information, as well as your photos, and you put them into an electronic document. So what spurred the innovation we're talking about today? So uh, a number of months ago, we were at a particularly large job site. And we're working through this, um, and it ended up becoming a little bit like Frogger, if you will, as in we're <laughs> bending down and there's cars and semi trucks and everything kind of driving right past us. So you can imagine it's it wasn't uh, it's there's some challenges in there, right? Um, and it got to be you know very late, middle of the night into about three in the morning, and we all came back and you know we're driving back the next day and we're thinking there's got to be a more efficient and successful way to do this. And that's how we came up with this new methodology that we're calling the all meter as an accurately locating light. And that's what we're going to be talking about here today. Shauna, you really made that sound like an appealing process. Um, it seems like <laughs> as you were doing your Frogger, it definitely generated, generated some ideas. So can you share with us what different disciplines and expertise did you bring together to really help solve this, this, this challenge? So we created this meter, if you will, that brings together an illuminance meter, GIS, as well as a 3D camera. And so with all those different aspects, and we'll talk about some of the benefits of these, we had a super integrated team, which is fantastic. So we have our electrical team, an electronics engineer, electrical engineer, our GIS, our drone team, all coming together to put together something that is more than just the sum of its parts. The way it, it incorporates together is it's on a large pole with the illuminance meter at the ground. And you can take all the readings then while you're standing up. So we think of an all meter as an all on your feet. 
Um, so you can walk more simply and safely through the space. I talked about playing Frogger. No longer are you having to bend down and get on the ground to do, to do this, uh, but you're able to stand up and walk through the space safely. And then you're also able to, by tying in the GIS, have an exact reading of where this is located. And all that goes directly back to a documentation. So you're no longer taking your hand markups and going back to your desk and figuring out where all that is on the plan as well. So you're saving efficiency, you're getting a more accurate reading, and you're doing it all in a more safe way. So bringing all those pieces together. It's really strong when we can bring different different expertises together. We come up with great solutions. Eric, can you help us? So GIS, I don't know that everybody listening here may be familiar with that. Can you kind of share what, what is GIS and, and how does it fit in this circumstance? Sure. So GIS stands for Geographic Information Systems. Um, at a very high level, all, all GIS really is, is a, is a way to manage assets. Um, most of us probably see GIS in the form of, you know, Google Maps or Google Earth where, you know, you see road names or uh, building locations, um, addresses, things like that. It's, it's really information embedded kind of on a platform to help provide information on, on an object or, or a site or anything like that. Um, so that's, that's GIS kind of at its core. It's just information layered uh, on a map to help somebody kind of understand what's actually going on on site. So it's the GIS really just links the data to a location. Exactly. Yeah. So it's geospatial, it's geolocated. There's, there's an X, Y, Z to it uh, as well as information embedded within. So Eric, in addition to, you know, the, the information that Shauna is getting with the light meters and, and the 360 camera and where, you know, that sounds like all that gets linked to a location. At the same time, you're also using drones. How, how does that, how does that drone usage play into this this total data capture process? Drones are a, a very versatile versatile tool that we do utilize. Um, in this particular instance, it it's really help. Um, it's it's really used to help supplement um, a lot of the reporting and uh, assessments that we do. Uh, but most importantly, it's it's a it's a really it's it's a really excellent visualization uh, tool. Um, so being able to basically bring to life uh, what's actually on site, especially during a, a night flight um, with where the light is, uh, where the light is touching, what, what's actually cap capturing, where are the voids at. It really helps tell a story, uh, especially to the client, to the stakeholders, um, and, and really kind of supplements a lot of the stuff that uh, Shauna and Ryan do. And Eric, I think you bring up a really good point. I mean, we can all see numbers on a sheet, but what do numbers mean to people? But if you can see a photo of where something's dark or well illuminated or where there's different colors coming in from different lights, you can see that immediately. You can feel how it is to be in that space at night. And so what you've brought to the table with drones has completely transformed how I think uh, owners walk through the space again. So Ryan, now that you've had Eric and Shauna out in the field, doing all the hard work of gathering the data, getting the drone flights, you know, now more accurately and more efficiently getting that data. You know, what's that next step and how, how do you use that to, to create great outcomes for the folks that use those, these spaces? Hey, 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 I'm out in the field too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so a lot of times when we fly drones from my side as utilizing them for security assessments, security lighting assessments, like we've done for 
for parks or for um, various types of facilities, I'll say universities, things like that. It, it really helps me from the security design and security assessment aspect where I can take that very large overarching drone footage and see where my lighting is equal and consistent and where it is not. And then relate that back to how does that play into safety and security? Um, I've always told clients uh, darkness empowers bad people to do bad things. So we need equal and consistent lighting across all areas. So I can take the footage that Eric gets and the drones get and really apply it. And it also gives the client that nice view so they can see and it helps them understand as well of what we're trying to do by finding those vulnerabilities and filling those gaps. You know, there's the security aspect. There's also the, you know, aesthetic aspect and and different rules and regulations out there on, on light levels and how much can spill over lot lines. I mean, there's a number of things that go into that. You know, once you have this information, you know, how do you, Ryan and Sean, how do you work together to, to, to improve things? Well, I think that's where we get into the design aspects, but I think Ryan's comment on uniformity is pretty critical. And I think it's not just a security standpoint. Uh, it's a safety tripping hazard standpoint. It's a comfort with with lighting in the space. Uniformity certainly does add a lot to it. So understanding where you don't have it helps us think about how we redesign the space as we move into that next phase. Yeah. And when, just like she said, a lot of it's on the design side. So when we look at a recent university we did, you know, there wasn't a lot of sufficient lighting around the student housing areas. And a lot of that is because you don't want strong lighting bleeding into and light pollution into the students' dorms rooms, right? So it's nice and dark. They can sleep at night. They can get their rest. However, you just have to be more creative. Can we use ground lighting? Can we use other types of lighting to really illuminate the area to keep it safe and secure? And like Shauna said, illuminate those pathways to eliminate tripping and fall hazards and things like that. Yeah, so, so we're really using this as the first step. It's the assessment step of it. It's what we're going to take to go to our next phase of design and think about those elements that Ryan had mentioned here. Um, you know, when we talk about uniformity, too, and we talk about site assessment, I think that's really critical on the ground. We can also do this flip side is, hey, if we're looking at an architectural facade, is it popping the way we want to? Can we look at this from different aspects? What are we going to do with this next? And that's maybe one of the things that we move into in the future. Shauna, Eric, Ryan, it's really interesting how, how you all have brought these different capabilities together to really provide a great solution and improve safety on these sites. I guess, Shauna, as you look to the future, where do you see this, this kind of thought process and this collaboration continuing forward? You know, I really think it is about that collaboration. So as we're starting here with Illuminance uh, meters pairing with GIS and with other cameras, we think about what else can we do with this? And we've already started to think about what other sensor integration do we want to do so we can make sure that we're getting all the information as accurately as possible and as visually as possible for our clients. And that's where I see our future. That's an exciting future. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Listeners who'd like to see an example of the nighttime drone photography mentioned in this episode can see an image included with the summary of this podcast on the iMeg website. Visit imegcorp.com 
That's I-M-E-G-C-O-R-P.com. Click on the Insights tab and then on Podcasts. We'll be back with another episode of The Future Built Smarter. Until then, thanks for listening and take care. <laughs>